Hi, I'm Ali, and this is What Would Sappho Say, the podcast where I read as many sapphic novels as I can, and I share my reviews with you, so that you can spend your time and your money on literature you'll actually enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to What Would Sappho Say? I'm Ali, my pronouns are she, her, and I identify as gay. My guests for today are um, one who you met last week, which is my lovely girlfriend, Lena. And Hi! <laughs> And our wonderful friend, Reen. Hi. Hi, I'm Lena. My pronouns are she, they, and I identify as pansexual. (laughs) This is going to be chaotic start to finish. Okay. Yeah. Hi, my name is Maureen or Reen. My pronouns are she, her, and my label is uh, queer. Um... Today's book is something to talk about. The reason we have Reen here today is because as soon as she saw that I was reading this book, she was all over it. <laughs> um, and I also made Lena read it <laughs> directly after I finished it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was worth She bought it for me. Yeah, I did. Our story today is based on two characters, Emma and Joe. They work together yeah. in like Hollywood basically in hollywood yeah yeah so uh one of the characters is emma um she is 27 years old she is jewish i believe she has a sister and her parents her family like they're very tiny group um she is uh joe's assistant and she is a very like gentle person and she's kind of like very kind but also very honest and she uh, admires Joe a lot because of the work that Joe has done in in Hollywood. And she used to be part of the props department, but because she was so good there, Joe picked her to be her assistant. And as we started, they she is working for Joe actively. Um, so Joe is she's an executive producer. Um, she is Emma's boss. She's forty one years old when we meet her in the book. Um, she's a lesbian she's not out publicly she came out when she was 19 and she was a child actor joe's a little bit closed off a really really private person very work heavy uh, doesn't really have much of a private life um and when we meet her it's quite interesting because it's about just the peak of her career really yeah i think the main thing about this is that there's no sort of me cute we already know we, we come into the yeah. story in the middle of their lives. Not, yes, um, exactly. It, we don't get a point where they meet each other for the first time or anything like that. The, the scene has already been set for us. So we don't really get a necessarily a meet cute or anything like that. They're already working together. Joe is already at the, the, the highest point of her career. And Emma has been her assistant for nine months, isn't it, at this point? Um, yeah. was what, yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, so she's been there for a while, and she's been working on that 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 television series with Joe for for even longer than that. Um, because as Lena said, she was in, yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. she was in the props department. Um, so our main kind of climax to the story is you get this sense that they're they're very close, the two characters, but in um in a professional sense, not necessarily in a mm-hmm. personal sense. And the idea when you first start reading it is that you understand that there's something more underneath that professional kind of relationship that they have or that professional closeness. And there's like snippets in the very beginning of them understanding each other in a way that nobody else understands them. And that gives you the sense of like a bit more depth to the relationship between the two. But it starts off mm-hmm. with Joe inviting Emma to an award ceremony. The SAG Awards. The SAG Awards, SAG yeah. Awards. Um, I was going to say glad, but I think I've just got gay awards on my brain. 
Um, but they do. She does go to Grand they, Awards. She does, she yeah. Take um, yeah. But she invites Emma to the SAG Awards, but she kind of just tells her she's going and is like, "Do you have a dress? Like, Do you have a dress or not?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're coming to SAG Awards and we're gonna buy a dress. You've got no choice <laughs> to say no. <laughs> yeah. You are going. Listen, yeah. most. Some women like a powerful woman who just tells them what to do. She's, she's really direct. The thing about Joe, she's a very, very direct person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's you can feel sometimes how sort of professional she is at all points, but you mm-hmm. know that there's something. There's more layers to her. We just have to to kind of bring it out, which I think is one of the nice things about the way the story is written. In a sense of, it it builds quite nicely. It, I believe it says on the back of the book that it's a slow burn. But for me, it was, I liked how long it took. I liked how long that slow burn worked because it, it developed yeah. quite nicely in a, in a very gentle way. And if you think about it, time-wise on the book itself, it's actually not that long. No. Between how we how we met them till how they are in the end. Because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's a natural progression within the storylines and the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And romantically and, and romantically and friendship-wise. Yeah. 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 I think it definitely the book definitely did a good job of leading us through the course of of their of them becoming or of them being professional, like having a professional relationship and then going into them becoming friends, especially over the summer hiatus when nobody was mm-hmm. really there and they were spending so much time like in Joe's office and the trust that they started developing in each other beyond that of being assistant and boss yeah and then that growing into a bit of like oh you know like joe finding out that emma is by and not making like a big deal about mm-hmm. it but then like knowing that there is a bit of that potential for something more than just a friendship to be there and then vice versa for Emma finding out that Joe is a lesbian. I mean, as Ali was saying, like the or it like the fact that Emma didn't necessarily have a choice to go. I think Joe, when Joe asked Emma to go to the Saga Awards with her, I think she didn't fully understand why she wanted Emma to be there for her. Yeah, um, her excuse was she needed a buffer. Mm-hmm, she needed something yeah. to distract the press because what was happening in her professional life. But she mm-hmm. because the biggest thing that Joe. Uh, even her friend Evelyn said is like you've never taken someone to any award show in any time ever. of your career yeah like ever ever and now you mm-hmm. suddenly bring your assistant yeah and so of course it was going to spark rumors and stuff yeah and I together. think that speaks that speaks to like the type of like the underlining feeling of whatever was happening mm-hmm. between them so even though we meet them at this professional relationship point in their life there was already an underlining feeling of the there's something else and that gradually becomes friendship and eventually becomes a romantic relationship uh, but I think the author does a good job of taking us through that through the development of of those of the changes of those relationships within the two women I think it's an important point as well that neither of the moments where we find out what their sexuality is aren't necessarily your typical coming out scenes mm-hmm. um, they're yeah, not they're exactly. not ones we see very often they were very um nonchalant they were just kind yeah, of yeah. sentences that were were thrown in there in the dialogue between the two of them that they just said very quickly and very briefly and it wasn't this this big epic moment like um mm-hmm. we already kind of make the assumption from the beginning that these two queer queers these two characters are actually queer um yes, yeah 
so it's it's nice because in all the books that I've read so far, the majority of them, and when we watch TV shows and, and movies, the majority of them are coming out stories. Mm-hmm. Whereas this mm-hmm. one wasn't. This one was just, we already have the assumption. They give us the labels very nonchalantly. It's not a big deal to mm-hmm. anybody. And the story just continues in that yeah. way. And I also think it was very telling about the respect that they have for each other, that they didn't turn it into to something. A big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's, no. It's, it's, it's something that is... It's very. It shows how well the dialogue and in, in the book actually works, because mm-hmm. there's a really nice balance between um dialogue and then description of thoughts or feelings or, um mm-hmm. even yeah. their surroundings. Um, mm-hmm. everything is very nicely balanced, so you kind of you're you're constantly aware of what's going on, and it doesn't leave much to the imagination. It yeah, just exactly. uh, it just allows your imagination to actually feel and see what's going on, rather than having mm-hmm. to make it up yourself in your head. And yeah, also the the way that the chapters are actually written, uh, even though it's a third person, but you hear it in the both characters' perspective. Like Emma and Joe's chapters is how yeah. it's been split up, so you get both of their perspective respectively of the events that are happening Mm because you don't actually the biggest thing is that you don't have much plot holes because you know one character is feeling this way uh there was a really good chapter when emma was pissed with joe and joe was like why is she angry at me like as a a reader you know why that why she's angry at you and then when you read emma's chapter you understand why she's a little bit angry and then there's actually an establishment and they actually work through it Mm -hmm. instead of you just having something's happening something's happening they don't know what's happening between the two of them but as a reader you do and the both characters actually end up finding out what's going on with each other yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was it yeah, was really a, nicely done it, it is yeah and it, and it helps too when developing the story that we see the the, the the things that we know the character is feeling being represented and being acknowledged by the other character when it's yeah. their when it's their point of view you know even though exactly. we are um what is it privy privy Privy. 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 No, no. Privy to what's happening behind the scenes. You can also see how well they know each other because they're able to pick up on those cues even if they don't fully know what it is that's triggering yeah. the discomfort or the anger or whatever. And like I, even, I think even, really good. And even Joe being Emma's boss, if you want to put that in air quotes, it understands when Emma isn't okay. She knows when Emma's angry yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like She knows Emma's tics yeah. already. Even they have a professional uh, friendship at this stage in the in the book and stuff like that, so there's already there's already like a nice establishment of what the like work relationship is. Yeah, and even the 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 scenes where Emma reminds Joe that she needs to eat, or she goes and buys her lunch when when she knows Joe is working really hard. I oh my yeah. god, I got you, slow you, like mushy. Emma was trying to hire oh well Joe told her to hire a new assistant because you know mm. whatever and Emma was like how will they know when like how will they know that like Joe needs to eat how will they know that by like, she was worried about it Joe needs to have decaf coffee unless she's staying up like all these little things that she yeah. knows about Joe was just really really sweet yeah yeah and and I think you would giddy. assume <laughs> you would assume that as her assistant she would know her coffee order but the fact that she knows yeah. what specific why <laughs> the caffeine levels at each particular time and why you know is it the fine details that she pays attention to that is adorable i mean it goes to show that even before they started a friendship their relationship was beyond the normal boss assistant relationship they cared about each other in a slightly different way than you would expect 
an assistant and a boss to care about each other, especially, you know, in, in that type of environment, um, like, like production, a production studio, you know, like it just, it's different. Um, and I like that. I like the fact that you can see that they both genuinely care about each other, um, self selflessly, like it's not really about what they gain from the other person, but just because they genuinely just want to take care of each other. Yeah, and you know that it's not for gain either because especially when Emma is going through the period of um, jo- when Joe asks her where she wants to progress to in that in that work field and Emma says, like, I'm, I'm perfectly happy here. Like, I, I don't know where else I would want to go because I really enjoy my job. It's, it's not, she's not in that job to necessarily get somewhere else or to mm-hmm. you to get somewhere off the back of Joe's uh fame and ability and connections and stuff she just likes being there she likes being in her presence yeah. and she likes more or less kinda, she likes looking pops, after her it kind of catches emma off guard as well when she when joe asked her that question mm-hmm. yeah. she was like what do you want to do she goes i don't know i like i like working for you and, and all that kind of stuff so she honestly didn't know what she wanted to do yeah. and it was one of those moments when you realize that hey emma isn't just in this for the job she's actually genuinely likes the job because she likes the person that she's working for mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think that was one of the main frustrations that really that that emma felt the most when the rumors started after the saga mm-hmm. words appearance like when people started you know making rumors about the two of them dating it was the whole perspective of people thinking that Emma was going to get ahead in life because of dating Joe, you know, that, yeah. and that was one of her frustrations. And, and it was one of those things that like later on, we figure out that Joe actually regrets not speaking on the nature of their relationship way earlier because of the, per- the perception that it was giving the public about Emma. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was, she let yeah. it, she let it run too long. She let, she let she the did, whole yeah. thing run too long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. And it wasn't, it's, Probably because she didn't, as she said, I don't comment about my public, uh, private life. She hasn't commented mm-hmm. about it in 30 years, so she, does, she wasn't going to do it now. Yeah. yeah, which I understand. I completely understand. I think it's just more as she started seeing more of the things that Emma offered her beyond just her assistance. I think that at those points where she, where she like realized where she was like, I should have said something about this before because I'm putting Emma's career on the line, you know? So at that yeah. point, it wasn't anymore about Joe and how people view her in her private life, but it was about Emma and yeah. and her life and her future. And so... And because it, had, good... because it had gone on so long, it would have been weird for her to start talking to about comment. it then. Yeah, to, to make a comment because it had gone on way too long and anybody else would yeah. be... Anybody else reading it would be like... But why? Why are you saying this now? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, like yeah, exactly. we forgot about that. That was like two days ago. Nobody cares now. Yeah. Um. But I think the one of the big things that we talked about um when we were going through our points about this was the way it was written and how that would be uh, transferred really easily into a script in, into like a movie or or a a, a series. One hundred percent. It's just it was like I think I said that it was written like a like a film script because the way that the setting started and the way that it ended and the dialogues itself was actually really naturally done um so it felt like you were watching a conversation between two people and it felt like you were watching a movie (laughs) when you read the book um because the biggest thing I really really liked about the book was how prompt it was it didn't dibble dabble a lot Mm-hmm. Um, it was to the point as well. So you understood the setting, you understood what was happening, you understood what was going to happen soon, and you also were still left in the 
hanging of what was going to happen next to the characters mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if it transcribes to a film, it would honestly work. Like even if they just if they make this a movie, better than other things that are being adapted. Oh my right god! Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you would know because you know you have your your background. Yeah. So like it would just trans like they would just copy the book, copy and paste it, and change it to a script. Maybe I don't know if that was the author's intention for this book, but. It honestly could be because if you actually read it, it feels like that. You can imagine the characters. You can honestly see a whole film playing. Yeah, yeah if I would go and see that. I would pay money for that. There's a lot of queer films that I wouldn't give a shilling to, but I definitely go and watch <laughs> you them. Give a shilling. <laughs> not, not an absolute penny. Wouldn't give you a cent, but I would go and watch this. Absolutely no problem because, <laughs> like, like you said, when you're reading it, you can feel everything that they're feeling. And everything yeah, yeah. that's said in dialogue, you feel like is in keeping with the characters and who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you can really, you can really feel the intensity when Emma started feel, like actually realizing she has feeling feelings for Emma, yeah. uh, for Joe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can also you can also feel the uncomfortableness that Joe had with um when with like with a lot of the stuff that she was going through. Um, so essentially, you could feel that there was a lot of discomfort that Joe was feeling um, towards the scenes and stuff, especially because she felt, you know, and th- there's a there's a little bit of a Me Too um, chapter in this book as yeah. well because of the because of what was happening with Emma, um, and also you could feel like she didn't want to be as I'll quote she says it in the book she didn't want to feel like a predatory lesbian mm-hmm. if she yeah. was gonna start dating her assistant and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I I think. Um the 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 dialogue as well as the the descriptions and stuff are they allow the characters to develop really nicely as well in a sense of they lena and i had to google (laughs) the actual meaning of character development because (laughs) when when we had the conversation about it we felt that there wasn't necessarily character development in that the characters grew or they changed mm-hmm. very much, or that they they were completely different from who they were at the beginning. But I think what mm-hmm. we did say was that the the author managed to develop really three dimensional characters. Yes, they have. And, they have. Yeah, definitely. And I think they did a, a really good job, especially with. So we we see a lot of their interactions with each other, but I think one and outside of each other as exactly, well. Exactly. One of the best tools that they used was the relationships that they had with the people around them. So showing Emma with Avery, with with Joe and Evelyn, who's her best friend, and Emma with Avery, who's her sister, and and then you have Vincent, who is also Joe's brother, and you have like these little interactions that they have, and then the developing really the friendship between Joe and Avery, like you get to know so much more about them with how they they are outside of with each other and i think that's a really good use of characters like uh, additional yeah. characters yeah um that a lot in, in a lot of other stories we don't really see used effectively uh, but i definitely they weren't, think they weren't gatekeeping um each other's private lives and each other's friendships and all that kind of stuff which mm-hmm. is a, a big thing in a lot of novels that they do is that they have private lives but they don't actually intercept commercial but yeah here, they yeah they you know joe has a friendship with avery and emma knows like they know each other well like well in and out outside of just their friendship as well yeah. also with the casting crew too where where they work as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
yeah and and i think it's just nice to see those different aspects of each character especially like they're both aunts but they're both very different aunts and then you see how joe is with like her nephews in, in comparison to how emma is and it just like gives you a little bit more perspective about each one i definitely wish that we would have because i feel like we definitely got a really well-rounded character when it comes to joe like we know joe yeah. so well she fe- she feels so like personal and like close mm-hmm. to the reader emma feels a little bit more distant so i would have liked to get a little bit more like fleshy description for who emma is as a person but for joe specifically i think the author did a really really good job of showing us who she is yeah those Do you moments- think maybe it was because the story was a little bit about someone who's in their 40s like coming out publicly in a sense like even though they're like privately out more than myself but it was more of being comfortable with the label publicly especially because she's famous and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. it's kind of like when sarah paulson came out a little later age and holly taylor coming out in a later age Mm -hmm. no one was surprised (laughs) (laughs) yeah because sarah mentioned that because she came out it was I mean, yeah. she, she, uh, I, you can tell that the author is very in tune with, with the, with the queer world, um, just by reading yeah. this, um, which I think is something a lot of time that's lacking in a lot of queer novels is you're unsure of whether or not the character is very involved or the, the author is very involved in, in, in the queer world and, and what people want to see. But the What's thing. a completely different perspective though. What do you mean? Like, I feel like they definitely had a perspective that most queer people could relate to. Unlike, you know, the the book that we previously previewed, that one was such a limited, like, view and so stereotypical of what, like, queer people are. This one feels like a bit more, like, the scope is wider, you know, like, Um, because we have a bi woman and we have a lesbian and and it just, in in different age stages and different, like, professional goals and it it just it gives a better i don't know like a wider lens yeah and i mean the story isn't predominantly about their sexuality it's about their sexualness that's the biggest thing (laughs) (laughs) you can't see the gestures but we can see them (laughs) yeah i think i think the storyline really was more about the two of them realizing yeah. There's a lot of realizing and realization <laughs> what they have. <laughs> no, no, no. Like just aside, but it was honestly just about the two of them coming together and yeah. in a really, really nice and organic way. One of one yes. of the yeah, really, really one of the really sh- strong things that I liked about one of the stories was was the the fact that they touched on the Me Too movement 
in that Emma mm-hmm. was accosted by a director that Joe had brought in um because Emma, Davis. yeah that, Davis. that that Emma it sounds like a wanker just like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sorry, sure. can we swear can we swear yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw I swore after the last I just I just <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that that's all <laughs> but no you can swear I clicked the explicit tag um but I I really liked that they touched on that um there was a lot of things that they touched on in this book that I thought were really important like especially with Emma being Jewish and it was nice to see a different side to a religion because her family are obviously as you see throughout the book her family are very accepting of her sexuality she still goes to temple so her religion hasn't yeah um it, it doesn't affect her 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 sexuality her her family are very welcoming of it and accepting of it and I think it's really nice to see that side of of a religion versus sexuality because in this case it doesn't it isn't a case of versus and it's really nice to see that but also with the Me yeah, Too we, movement we weren't reading we weren't reading disobedience no <laughs> oh my god it's a completely yeah completely yeah. different perspective of yeah a, a queer Jewish woman yeah it, it was just exactly. very nice but the it was positive it was really really positive I love Emma's parents her yes. mum great we, character we saw a glimpse of her mum. I love her mom. Her mom is so funny. She's just like, she'll tease you. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like so encouraging too. They like, are. And, and the little snippet about her dad, just like, your dad's asking about your <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's like wild to me because I, I've never experienced that like in my life. Uh, and so I love that. I, I, I really love that. Those yeah. sort of interactions with parent figures. But it, it was a very, it was a very gentle thing. And that's also what I liked about the Me Too thing because it touched on the subject very well but also very gently like it wasn't this it wasn't an aggressive scene necessarily it wasn't a a scene of molestation or anything like that it was um more a verbal thing which i think mm-hmm. is yeah. is the part of the of people's perception of sexual harassment that goes amiss sometimes because mm-hmm. people say like well he said it but he didn't do it you know it's all just yeah. he's yeah. all mouth and no trousers kind of thing but I liked the fact that it was it was done that way because those are the sort of microaggressions that people don't really see when it comes to sexual harassment in the workplace is men in particular saying those things very slightly um, and very like so, under, yeah. yeah, under the rug kind of sayings that people, you can either, and, people can say Phil, you took the wrong way. And Phil even says a comment about it, like he makes like a really, really like a sexual, a sexual, like a really inappropriate joke. Yeah. Towards about Joe and everything, and Emma was mm. like, "No, that's sexual harassment. That's yeah, not that's okay not, to say." Yeah, it's not funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the way Joe reacted to the the situation with the director was also brilliant because normally you see um a situation where there's a big investigation and people are like okay did this really mm-hmm. happen like what was said where was it how could it be taken up whereas Joe just took Emma at her word and was like okay get him out of here. Like, we don't want to see yeah. him. There was no sense of, ooh, I, I do, I don't believe her. Like, we need to investigate this. We don't want to ruin his career based off of one one, one incident. incident. Yeah, but she, Mis- didn't. she took it. Incident, yeah. yeah, she took it and she's like, okay, I'm going to find out who else he did it to. I'm going to find out how I can subtly tell everybody that he's a creep. Um, mm-hmm. And she wanted to go head in and, and fix it for her. Yeah, no, it was really good. 
the way that it was handled. You could, you could honestly feel the guilt with Joe as well because he talked about like you know she brought this person into the environment and that that happened and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She felt guilty. She killed. She felt. She did. She so much guilt for it. Yeah. 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 For sure. But it also like spoke to how much they care about each other and like to Emma's honesty that she was able to bring it up to Joe and Joe's care for Emma as an assistant, even beyond any developing feelings to be able to take that so seriously and actually do something about it, not just in the moment, but in a bigger aspect so that other people in Emma's situation would be able to uh, handle the situation without repercussions. Exactly. The kissing, I think, was the moment where I I started Which to believe one? the the, the, <laughs> the first, first kiss the first kiss, kiss the first was when oh no not that see yeah, I don't necessarily <laughs> okay. I, count, it count. I it count. there's a reason there's a reason I don't like that sloppy drunken kiss moment and it's because yeah, I think it was cute it was funny yeah <laughs> it was really funny yeah the reason I didn't like it was because it felt really like unnatural. Open. Yeah, it was like I, I don't yeah. think I've ever I mean, obviously when you go to when two people go to kiss each other on the cheek, sometimes you slip a little, but it sort of felt like it wasn't a mistake that either of them would make. Especially because Joe was such yeah. a, when before you get to know the softer side, she appears very stiff. And Emma mm-hmm. is obviously very like intense around joe and so it didn't feel like something in 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 my brain anyway that would have happened but it also made me really uncomfortable i was like get me out of this i don't want to see this it, it, you know when you watch those moments on on screen and you're like Wah. like oh. I, I did you get secondhand embarrassment yes like, this is the absolutely. third time i read this book and I, when when it was coming i knew when it was coming i was like <laughs> i'm gonna skim read this because <laughs> I get secondhand embarrassment. Now. Yeah. I get secondhand embarrassment with a sloppy kiss. And, and I think it's really funny how much Emma overthought that. <laughs> she did. And she was like literally overthinking it. It was really funny. There's, there's a lot of moments like that where because you know what they feel like, you're like, I don't want to read that. I don't want to see it. Like, it's really uncomfortable. No, thank you. Um, but that's that's what I love about the book is it's very personable and you can actually see the things happening. So you're like, cringe and like you're overthinking with her um but I I just didn't like it because it just felt a little out of out of place sort of like when Joe and Emma were having that miscommunication about um Emma's sister Avery and they go to the baseball game game. yeah baseball game baseball game was it baseball softball I don't know what it's something with a ball in the back yeah and Emma is very like Emma's very like cold shoulder and Joe was the one that goes. <laughs> Joe was the one that goes and chases her for the conversation. Yeah, that seemed like a character flip, nearly because normally you would see Emma trying to draw Joe out, but this time Emma was very like, "No, thank you." And Joe was the one running after her while she was walking the dogs around a baseball field. Yeah, um, that was it, funny. <laughs> it felt was very playing, yeah, She was playing with the with the dogs. <laughs> Yeah, it did seem strange, at least from Emma's perspective. I think with Joe, it was a little bit more like understandable. Oh, <laughs> the, yeah, the biggest thing about this book is that they make 
things run for too long, like a joke too long. Like, yeah. like you remember Avery said that she wanted to see Emma's face when she goes to the uh, to the baseball game and Joe was there. Like yes. she wanted to see, like Avery just wanted to see that as a joke, but that it as ran too long. Yeah. yeah, and it couldn't. Sure. She was like, I don't know how to bring this up anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I do think that hard. like that's that's what caused the miscommunication in that instance was the fact that Avery took it as funny as a joke yeah Avery was like yeah I'm just gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna run with this yeah but if if Avery hadn't seen it as an opportunity to like make a fool out of Emma (laughs) none of that would have happened to her yeah Joe actually goes to your nephew's like baseball games because she also has nephews like but that's not exactly it was uh, it's it's pretty funny I I think we touched on a little bit Ali that the it was a little bit selfish how Emma felt because she's like she wanted to gatekeep Joe yes. away from her sister. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, we, yeah, she's like, that's my Joe. That's my Joe. Yeah. That's yeah. My Joe. You can't have her, Avery. Yeah, like it was, she was gatekeeping Joe. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> a little, it's, it's a little bit like um, middle child syndrome, even though Emma's not a middle <laughs> child. There's, it's yeah, only her and her child. sister. Yeah. Like the second, the second child. child also struggles with the same things that the middle child does. In <laughs> yeah. accordance to, psychology as i've read it they go through the thing the second child syndrome is the middle child syndrome yeah it it was it was very like that's my toy you're not allowed to play with my toy exactly stop it you get everything you get everything you want you know why do you have to have it it is how she talks about avery is that everything works for avery oh avery Mm. has always known what she wanted to do she's always chased her goals she's always and she's been able to accomplish everything that she's wanted but emma doesn't feel like she's able to do any of those things and she's like okay well this is the one thing that i have that's like mine and it's like a really good thing and now in terms of stereotypes i didn't necessarily feel like there was a lot of uh queer stereotypes mm. um not strong mm. ones certainly not like the last book that we done um <laughs> <laughs> no shade no shade um but there is some but i just didn't feel like they were in in the in the queer characters in their queer yeah i mean i i think i think they definitely the author definitely used a, a, the trope you know of having like the boss and the assistant uh like uh eventually end up dating um but in in itself yeah the age gap um but in itself i think that it's it it doesn't use the queer stereotypes that we're used to seeing yeah you know and i think it's it's more it's a lot more character stereotypes so it gives a little bit of uh it gives a little bit of more related relatability to the characters itself really Mm -hmm. yes Um, definitely but it wasn't like it wasn't a, the book itself didn't have many queer stereotypes other than the usual age gap boss and assistant which still yeah. weren't very little... they still weren't very intense like you st- you didn't feel mm-hmm. like joe was sort of in charge of emma in any sort of way it was they still had a very gentle relationship so even though there was the whole yeah. power kind of dynamic there it wasn't uncomfortable necessarily mm-hmm. Um, yeah. except for the scene when joe yells at emma, at emma that's, yeah. like, that's the only time that i was like mm, this is like <laughs> this is the reason why i don't like these tropes yeah. of like yeah. um, one be the boss and because if you, be the assistant. If, if you introduce it at a really random stage in the book or whatever it makes it really un- unnatural mm-hmm. but they did bring it back and they joe did, yeah. did explain herself 
Yes, but I understand why Emma was angry that why Joe did that, and I also, as a reader, you're like kind of a bit off about Joe for doing that. But yes. then she explains herself. They didn't just brush over it. Yeah, no, it was, it, which, which was nice. Yeah. I understand fully, but if the power dynamic wasn't that of boss yes. assistant, then Joe wouldn't have spoken to Emma mm-hmm. like that. And at the end of the day, when you're developing a relationship, you don't really want to have those type of scenarios happen uh, because they can hurt the relationship in mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you know. And I think I, I think I really like the fact that in the end of the book, they weren't going to be working together anymore. Yes, so it's just going to be. A couple, because it yes. would have been really open if the story never progressed to their career progression either as well. <laughs> yeah. Because as the story goes, their career also progresses. You know, yeah. Emma ends up becoming an associate producer. Joe ends up doing her film and all that kind of stuff, and she leaves Innocence. Yes. So it was like in the end of the book, you had that couple, you had that idea that these two people are actually going to work out because they're not going to be working together. Exactly. Anymore. Yeah. The power dynamic changes. It's no mm-hmm. longer a thing anymore. Yeah. So I, I, I also exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I really like i want to bring up is uh joe the stereotype of joe being an asian lesbian as well mm-hmm. there was a lot of like the way that the author wrote it was like she's asian she's gay repressed that's mm-hmm. literally the way that it was written mm-hmm. um because you could tell it was like it was more but i really like the fact that it wasn't because of how joe felt about herself it was because how she felt about how her family feels about her yeah. she was open to her brother and everything it was more of the um it was more of the is it her, yeah, her dad her being dad, comfortable yes. with the idea of it. Yeah, she was, yeah. she, she talks about it. She's like, why am I so scared of, like, why do I care about what my father thinks? And he's not even present in her life. Mm-hmm. He's only, he yeah. just comes in and out of it. So that was a really good perspective of that, of how a lot of, like, Asian characters do feel Asian queer women might feel. And I relate to that mm-hmm. a lot. It's like, hey, if you're Asian, you do end up repressing your sexuality to your family and you just end up doing it for whatever you feel and it was good that joe was comfortable enough to not care about what her parents thought of her even though she was like a grown-ass woman 42 yeah. years old and how much she mentioned she's rich yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah constantly joe has money if, to burn if, she has so much money she yeah. earned her first million when she was 19 like we get it you have money <laughs> <laughs> dollar bills everywhere no she they they mentioned that so she often she talks about it yeah it was and it was unintentional but i think it was really funny and yeah. i just got i kind of was like stop we get it you're rich yeah which <laughs> i mean like it, if just, i made that amount of money i would probably want to talk about it all the time also because i mean like yeah mm. like i mean that's great go get it you deserve it you work for it but also like okay we got it you have a lot of money you don't need to rub it in it was funny how she was like yeah you know I I have a lot of money but I'm not the kind of rich person that buys a hospital wing (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's like instead I invest them on people I was like okay (laughs) yeah there's so much money to burn she says the only thing that i didn't find relatable was how much money she has how much money she how has. much money can't relate yeah. to that at all yeah i feel like i felt i feel like individually to certain aspects of of the characters i could relate to like specific things you know like yes. joe's family not being accepting like that's definitely you know my story um and then just like having feelings for somebody and not fully knowing that you have feelings for somebody until after those feelings are brought to the surface and then you're like wait a second like that's a thing um so <laughs> you know like those like each other for, 
or yeah or, or like developing a friendship with your boss like I have also experienced that so there's little bits and pieces of the story that I mm-hmm. uh, relate to but it is we can, we can all relate to having a crush with your boss no 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 no, 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 no that I can well actually yes <laughs> Actually, yes, I did have a crush on one of my captains. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I, 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 worked, I, I worked for my ex-girlfriend, so I win. <laughs> In that department, I win. Well, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know my... if that really counts as a crush because you actually dated her. Oh, uh, whatever. You know, like how much crush you on your captain is not necessarily the... <laughs> right thing to do when you're in the military <laughs> so oh god no no you get in trouble yeah. joe 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 when the way that emma was feeling around joe it makes it makes me think back when i had a crush on she was like our uh cop like uh like the manager like manager manager yeah. and she reminds me of joe like the way that emma was around her that's how it would feel because she was so intense yeah. but she was so beautiful like just this she wore like these oh she reminds me of Joe, but she was just like so beautiful and intense when she talks and stuff. And she was also like really nice and lovely. Like she'd get you coffee yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And you'd be like, thanks, thanks, blah, blah, blah. I'm in love with you. <laughs> love you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bye, boss. Love you. No. I'm... <laughs> See you later. The, uh, the, thing, the thing that I liked that I related to most about their situation was the fact that they developed such a nice friendship before mm-hmm. they entered a relationship because I think that always gives you a really nice basis um, a really nice foundation for your relationship because you know who it is that you are feeling things for you know who it is that you're getting into this situation with you already have this level of trust and comfort and understanding with each other and so you don't have to go through all the the nitty gritty of finding out who somebody really is and finding out six months down the line that they're an actual pain in the ass because you already know who they are and you already yeah. you, you also get to have those um important conversations without the weight of it affecting your relationship you, mm-hmm. you get to have conversations about um your fears and the the things that you need from people the things that you need from your partner and stuff like that before you actually get into any of it and there's no there's yeah. no kind of sense of like if i say the wrong thing this is going to affect our relationship because it's mm-hmm. not it, when you're mm-hmm. friends it doesn't um it doesn't affect yeah. those yeah. things and so when you do begin to develop feelings for that person you do enter a relationship with them those things are already covered and you know what it is more or less that you need to do for that person that you're in a relationship with when they need something from you um Mm -hmm. which is i that's the thing i love the most and i think it's something that people i always say it to people like i rather date somebody that i've been friends with first and most people are like, no, that's so weird. Like, I couldn't date one of my friends. I'm like, I'd rather know what the fuck I'm getting myself into before I get into it. Like, I don't want to just jump into it not knowing what's going on. That gives me the willies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The willies. <laughs> yeah. Ali's probably the main person that I've dated after being friends with for a while. The main say. person? Yeah, because we were friends for, for a significant amount of time before we started dating. Yeah. But... With other people, I don't think I've dated anybody who I didn't already have like some type of romantic thing towards. Yeah. And do you know what I really appreciate about Joe and Amanda though is that when they were during Christmas time, Christmas Christmas New Year, and they didn't actually 
spend time each other spend time with each other yeah yeah which was actually I really like that because I I think it was just more of them getting to know each other outside of work now they're actually getting to know each other in a relationship way Mm -hmm. even though they haven't called each other girlfriends yet at that stage but they were gonna be girlfriends yeah Yeah. I also really like Avery's and Emma's relationship because it reminds me a lot it reminds me so much of Ali and her sister Emma's relationship with each other like it's just it's so funny to see those interactions when Avery's like I love you and Emma's like okay that's nice like (laughs) I felt that I felt that because whenever I watch movies or see TV shows or something where the sisters are like I love you I love you like you're you're my best friend and we're friends forever and that like I'm sitting there looking at that going if my sister spoke to me like that like first of all she'd get sick and then I'd get sick like that's just that's not how we interact with each other so it was really nice to see that dynamic play out and it fe- made me feel a little less weird about my relationship was, with my sister it was so funny how emma cared more about her sister's dogs more than she did oh my about god her and it was so funny but no same though like you know but she's like can you bring the dogs over but also i could see my sister saying something like that like i'm coming over okay cool but are you bringing the cat are you bringing the dog if not stay home (laughs) also are you making dinner (laughs) and then she would basically cook for her she was such a solid character she's my favorite i loved her i loved avery's character she was a really good character i love i loved evelyn as well because evelyn was really she was just really funny i think evelyn was just like you know, she was very pushy, and she could push Joe's buttons. Yeah, she, really she gave me Sarah Paulson's vibes. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, yes, she did. <laughs> she did. That's a real. She's Abby. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Abby. She was yeah. the Abby to Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my yeah. god. The Abby to Evelyn. Oh, Both so characters were really integral to how our two main characters got to the the main climax mm-hmm. um of the the book without being <laughs> I saw that book. <laughs> no pun way. intended. <laughs> no pun intended. We get to the climax with a climax. Um, <laughs> but they were they weren't like central very important characters but they played a very important role in getting the characters to the point where they do the jiggy jiggy you know they don't play chess but they were integral chess pieces yes Yes. there was a king a queen there was castles was the outlet for joe to talk about how she feels about emma Mm -hmm. and emma and avery was the outlet for it for Emma to talk about how she felt about Joe, and I think that was really, really yeah. nice between the two. Though. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's I, really good. For I think there's the something good to have those characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's something for everyone in this book to relate to. There's something that everybody can pick up on that they relate to. I wouldn't necessarily say it's relatable overall. Like, I don't relate to Joe as a character, but Lena, you can obviously, there's parts of Joe's really story. Of yeah. There's aspects of yeah, Emma's, really Emma's life. Well. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's aspects of Emma's life that I can relate to. And there's also aspects of their love story that I can relate to. So I think there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's something in it for everybody that reads it it's it reads the exact same way every other romance novel that i've read has been most of them being heterosexual ones so it was really nice it was the the... you read those (laughs) during during a very confusing time in my life 
I read them. Um, <laughs> and when I had no love. Um, but this this read very, very nicely and it was really comforting. It, I have one comfort book and that's To Kill a Mockingbird, but I feel like this one is going to be my new one. I know, I see that face. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why To Kill a Mockingbird is my comfort book, but it just is. All right. No judgments, please. Um, no when I finished this book, I was like, I don't want to let it go. Like, I want to stay with it. I want to keep it here. Yeah. Like, I just want to snuggle. I've, I've read this book three times now and I still, I've enjoyed it the first time I've read it as much as I have. Yeah, I love this book. Yeah. From it's a good read. It is. It's a, really, it's a, really fun it's, read. It's a solid it's read. It's comfortable. It's funny. It's mushy yeah. in points. Um, kind of cringy, but you skip past those bits really quickly. Yeah. Um, the only people that might not like it are people who want a lot of sex scenes. <laughs> I'll bring this up. I'll bring this up. I'm bring this up. So, I. So I had a little bit of a book club. We only read like two books, and this is the first book that I suggested, right? And the, the thing is, though with that book club there were of women queer women over the age of 40 and they didn't like the book because it lacked sex scenes like what dirty dirty perverts filth absolute filth a lot of them and that was the biggest that was the big the biggest like the biggest thing that everyone took away was why didn't why did they only have sex once why didn't they have sex multiple times and i'm like <laughs> it's a love story, not a scene. It's, it's not. It's, it's not erotica. Erotic book. I'm so sorry. It's not erotica. Not, not, <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a queer, you know, book. A romance uh, book club, not a let's read some some naughty books. Yes, <laughs> smut for days. That, so like, the biggest, I, I, if you if you want sex scenes, there is a sex scene in the book. Yeah, but it's not like yeah yes. one one sex scene, so and, one which sex was scene. integral integral to the story yes. and everything. Yeah. In in general, <laughs> in general though, I really liked the sex scene because it was very gentle. It was soft. very gentle. It was and soft. I I really liked it because it I <laughs> It had like a nice build up. Yeah, it was really it had, soft. It, it had care, it had communication, but then it also had kind of like, you know, the dynamic of My my favorite my favorite thing that they did in that scene was when Emma was like, Can we take a break? And I said, No, let's keep going. Yeah. There was, <laughs> she was like, no, there, there was a lot of nervous there was a lot of nervousness between the two of them and you could really feel it. Like you could feel yes. like from the moment that, that Emma arrived in Joe's place and when they had dinner and they yeah. were talking and you could feel that it was coming but it was like they were really nervous with each other and you could love feel that. the nervousness like it is I love it translated really well in the book it was who really like who hasn't been in that situation exactly yeah like yeah, yeah. when you when everyone you have it for the first time with with a person it's that awkwardness and the build-up that leads to it yeah and it's yeah. it's that nervousness that creates a genuine connection because mm-hmm. yeah, I they mean, weren't just ripping off each other's clothes. Yeah, exactly. If they that happened, like, boom, boom, boom. if that but happened, like, I'd be like, "Get me out of here! I don't want any part in this. This is aggressive. No, thank you." <laughs> if you're gonna unbutton my shirt, do it slowly and let me know you're gonna do it first. Um, <laughs> it, it was, was very realistic. Thing. There was a lot of consent between the two of them. Yes, because they're like, "Is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay?" And I was like, oh, "Yeah, sweet. it was. It was really nice." <laughs> yeah, because it's like the. Like it, it goes hand in hand with the type of relationship that we think the characters mm-hmm. are going to develop and they're going to have, mm-hmm. you know, because we've seen it like the care and constant checking in and all these things translated into their intimacy, which is really nice. It to was, see. I think, a sex scene that was very safe is probably 
the way I would round yeah. it off is that it was very safe, yeah. very safe, very comfortable. Sure. In the morning and the and the morning after as well was also really sweet, and I think that was also well written. Yeah. It was just yes. that whole that whole scene between the two of them when they were very intimate with each other was just a really well done. Yes. It was well yes. written. And even the, the way though was that woman from book club said she would have loved to have seen Joe. Have I feel like that woman exactly. has maybe been left hanging a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Projection. <laughs> she was having an inter- like a pro- like internal projection to Joe. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I was, no comments. No comments. To that comment there. But I think it was a really well done scene, and it didn't. You know how they drag out sex scenes for too long with books as well. They do that. It wasn't yeah. dragged out. I think it was actually no. a really nice build up. And yeah, but that's the way yeah. the whole the, the whole PC, book was. It PC. was to the point, but also you got enough information. It wasn't yeah. like very. It wasn't stretched out too far. You got a lot mm-hmm. of information in a very gentle way, but it also got to the point when you wanted it to. Yeah, very well. Paced. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way they rounded off the book as well at the end was oh, loved it. Fabulous. Yeah, loved it. It, it just it was the epilogue itself was just. I, if if they you know like they could have ended the book like that yeah like without the epilogue but the way that the epilogue had well was and is it's just so good because really they good. wrapped it up to how the how the book started and wrapped yeah. it up to the way that it ended and mm-hmm. also like, it leaves it leaves room for that woman to us to imagine that in the future they have more sex <laughs> and joe does have an orgasm because <laughs> it's open-ended <laughs> Yeah, and, and also the fact that you know that these two are very comfortable and they're out publicly together now as a couple it's just a thing yeah it's like that two is it two chapters no two pages the yeah. two pages epilogue just gives us that indication mm-hmm. that, hey these it's, two worked out in the end and they're gonna be mm-hmm. together it's very nice yeah. it is really nice it's really nice yeah um yeah do we want to do our ratings yes sure 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 okay sure. so for the way we do the ratings is um uh, based on all the topics that we've done so plot story development character development stereotypes and relatability in terms of stereotypes it's a zero if it's rampant with stereotypes and a five if there's none but the yeah. rest are the higher the number the better um so and they're all out of five we will put them all together at the end and that will give us our podcast rating or whatever for plot, I had a four out of five. Same here. I had four out of five. I also had a four. For story development, I had a five out of five. I said so, story development, three out of five. Sorry. I gave it a, a five. I gave it five stars for story development. Character development, I had a four out of five. I had a two out of five. I had a, I gave it a four out of five. Stereotypes, I had a five. Purely based on the fact that there was I no queer four. stereotypes. Four out of five full stereotypes for me as well. Mm-hmm. I gave it a five. But these are really high compared <laughs> compared to the last one. And then for relatability, <laughs> I gave it a four. I gave it a three. I gave it a four. Okay, so overall mine is four point four. Lena, I'm pretty sure ours are the same. Yeah, mine is also four point four. Um, I mean, what was yours? Three point four. If we round round it up, it would be a four point one. A four point one out of five for the three of us. That is really high. Especially for the There's second book. High rating. Yeah, especially yeah, for the second really, book, that's really it's high. high. It's very impressive. Um, so mm-hmm. in other words, highly recommended. Go read it. Yes. Um, yes. Go read it. Unless you're yeah, upset right. about there not being multiple orgasms. <laughs> then maybe unless, don't. Unless unless if you're the woman if you're one of the women that went to my book club, this is a really good book. What the fuck are you on about? <laughs> 
um but yeah that's really high that's very impressive i was in fairness very impressed by this book i did lena was there when i read the last chapter and i i genuinely didn't want to put it down i was so upset that it ended i wanted more um our next book or my next book should i say because i'm gonna be by myself is um i kissed alice it is by anna birch so if you have read that book or it's on your reading list let me know on twitter because i would like to have people's thoughts and opinions on it and also if there's any other books that you think we should read let me know um so if you do have any recommendations let us know on twitter um lena thank you again for swiftly reading this book for me and being here of course my love it's my pleasure <laughs> reen you're an absolute gem i know i'm going to Thanks have you i know you're going to be with me a couple of times for this season and if it's anything like this I'm very excited for the rest. <laughs> so thank you both. You have it has been a pleasure. It's been a bit chaotic, but I've loved it. You've been listening to What Would Sappho Say? Follow us on Twitter at WWSappoSay and use the hashtag WWSS to join in the conversation. Thank you for your support and remember when buying your next queer novel, ask yourself, what would Sappho say?